it's honestly just been so life-changing to come into this group and giving hugs giving hugs watching the deer but you know this is what happens you know it's it's things it's big things that are changing women's lives and you know i just got more goosebumps they went right into my wallet so that's how we get paid doing this Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Perry. Welcome to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer. Hi, I'm Barb Carey and Angie Scott. Stuck in Nashville doing all the hard work like usual. And I'm up here looking out my window, watching the deer come in to get out of the sub-zero temperatures. And uh, I happen to be right on the travel path for some friends of mine that are going from Minnesota over to the Milwaukee to Lake Michigan to brown trout fish. And not only are they friends of mine, but they're significant women in the angling community. And uh, I am so excited to have at my kitchen table here with me, Kristen Merwin and Aaron, both from Women Anglers in Minnesota, both key people in that organization, probably one of the largest uh, women's fishing groups in the country. I know for sure it's the longest standing women's fishing club over 40 years now. Kristen, thank you so much for coming here with me today. Thanks, Barb. You you distracted me from the 15 deer in your yard right now. <laughs> that is awesome. I could sit here all day. And Erin, thank you so much for uh, stopping in on your way through. Yes, thanks for having us. It's awesome to be here. It's beautiful up here. Yeah, you know, you, you think I'm kidding, but uh, actually, let's take a photo right now of these deer because I'm not making that up. That is all for real. Who can take a photo of those right there? I don't think I can quite reach, but yeah, we just had a whole, that whole polar vortex stuff and a little worried about the deer. So they're coming in eating the bird feed under the bird feeders. But anyway, you know, we were just sitting here, they got here, you know, like you get company in your house and you sit here and you're talking to your company and then you start talking about fishing and about these clubs that we're involved in. And, you know, next thing you know, it's an hour later and we're yakking, yakking. And we just had all this very intense conversation. I thought, why aren't we recording this? This is the good <laughs> stuff we should be recording. So we had to stop talking so we could turn on the recorder. And uh, Kristen, I mean, you're the president of WHAM, you know, and we just uh, were talking about some of the benefits that people are getting out of these uh, women's fishing clubs. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you see uh, over in Minnesota. Yeah, but so I think one of the things that, you know, I've really noticed, especially in the last two years, is understanding that the women are, we, we are, we are different. Um, we are, you know, people who have huge responsibility, um, in our families, you know, we're typically the leader of our families as it relates to taking care of kids and taking care of a household. Plus, you know, we have jobs, we have, um, other passions such as fishing. And I think what is really important as we, you know, look at, um, women anglers and other women's fishing groups is that we recognize that the schedules and the demands on women today are, significant and making sure that we provide things that, you know, give women the opportunity to participate on their time schedule and 
to their ability. You know, that was one of the reasons why we did Ice Queen, the way we did it. You know, they have to go to kids' games. They have, you know, they have to work on certain weekends, and they're not able to participate on one specific weekend. And the Ice Queen really allowed them to have to participate when they could, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and I think that is something that we're really going to focus on going forward. So, um, Aaron, why don't you explain to us a little bit what this ice queen is? Okay. So the ice queen, it's a virtual tournament, which means you can do it. Um, all the, the calculation and submitting the pictures and the measurements, it's all uploaded via a free app on your phone called fish donkey. So basically, when you catch a fish, it's all in real time. You uh, take the picture of yourself with the fish. You take a picture of the measurement and take a picture of the release. Um, We're really big on catch and release with women anglers. So um, we are always promoting that. And then uh, the premise of the, the tournament is a crappie tournament. And you can go on any body of water in the United States um, as long as your fish is caught through the ice and it's a black or a white crappie. And... Uh, it's a your longest stringer of 15 fish. So once you have your first fish, 15 fish submitted, if you catch a bigger one, it automatically bumps your smallest one down and submits the bigger one for you. So super easy to do. Um, like Kristen was saying, it's very convenient for a lot of our members. They can do it on their own time on the ice with their friends or their family. And I think we've gotten a pretty good turnout. 300. 500. Oh, wow. We're up to 500. Wow. 500 women signed up for this. So they're getting out there and they're catching fish. And um, our sponsors have donated a ton of great prizes to the first 25 people that place. So we're anxious to see who comes out on top. It goes until the end of February. So keep fishing, girls. It's not too late to sign up if you haven't already. That's awesome. You know, we were talking to a little bit earlier about you know, some of the emotional rewards that women get out of fishing, you know, and I, I've said this for a long time. When I first started, um, I used to say it's all about the fishing because some of the people that I was having at my events in the very, very early days were my friends and it was about a party and I wanted really it to be more about the fishing. So I started with this mantra, it's all about the fishing. And now 15 years later, when I look back and I see the impact that these fishing events have had, I realize it has, it's not all about the fishing. It's all about the experience and the adventure and the growth that these women are having. And when we sit here and talk to each other about, you know, my group, Wisconsin Women Fish and you guys' group that you're running, uh, the Women Angels of Minnesota, it's almost like the stories are the same, that people are just different. Don't you, don't you feel that way, Kristen? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the biggest part of this, I think, is fishing is, is like the one time during the day, you know, when I can get out there and I'm not thinking about anything else except getting that line on my Vexlar to come up to my green line. Like that's all that I'm focused on. And I think that there is a, a successful, you know, feeling that comes with that and the emotions of I did it, you know, and I, I think that that's probably has to be one of the most rewarding parts about it. And then to see your skills grow, you know, that each time you get out there and you get a little bit better and you break down the lake a little bit faster and you find more success. I think all of that kind of culminates into a really amazing, empowering experience for women. 
Yeah, I, I see that across the board. You know, and across, you know, it's like age, too. It doesn't matter if they're in their 20s or in their 70s. I think there there's aha moments that come with a membership. You can almost guarantee an aha moment that happens to you. And whether it's helping somebody else or or just getting your skills up to the next level or becoming independent or having experiences that you wouldn't have had without the, the organization, I, I think that that's really... It, it creates something that changes people mm-hmm. and I see it all the time. And, you know, whenever I talk about it, I still get goosebumps. I mean, that's why, that's why we do this. I said, I get paid in goosebumps and I really mean it. I mean, I mean that. So Aaron, now there's some fun stuff coming up. Now, what, what is your position with the women anglers of Minnesota? So I am the vice president of the women anglers of Minnesota. Um, my main duty as the VP is the tournament director for the open water tournament. That's our biggest event of the year. We have about 150 women that come out. Um, we nearly sell out every year this year, uh, just because of our membership growth, we are anticipating a a sold out, uh, tournament situation. So a lot of people come together. A lot of them bring their spouses, their families, friends. Um, we rotate lakes every couple years this year. We'll be back at woman Lake, but that's that's really our big annual. It's kind of like the Wham family <laughs> reunion, if you will. Um, just our, our biggest event of the year, multi-species tournament. So a lot of logistics go into that. I have a big committee that always helps me uh, and supports me each year, but I'm pretty much up there the whole week running the tournament. And then I usually start planning it in February and the tournament's in June. So that kind of gives you an idea of uh, <laughs> how big that responsibility is. So that's kind of my primary duty. Um, I also do a lot of uh, marketing for the club. I have a marketing and sales background. So a lot of those skills have kind of transitioned into my role with WAM, um, a lot of my interests as well. So I I help out with a lot of that stuff. Some of our uh, booth materials, we just got a new logo design. I was in charge of that project as well. And then I also run our Master Angler program, which is a reward program that encourages our women to go out fishing, um, look for those trophy catches. And it's a platform that invites them to celebrate that. So those are my main duties, but I help Kristen too with whatever she needs. She has a pretty big role. So I try to just uh, lend a hand wherever I'm needed. You guys do a great job. I've participated in that tournament before and it is so fun. I mean, what a great job everybody does. I, I don't believe how you get all that together. I mean, there's a lot going on that weekend. I tell you, between the banquets and this and that, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. I know from experience, that's a lot to manage. And, you know, there's a, you know, it's a kind of a big year for you guys. Um, this is a, I, I heard something about you guys being inducted into the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame. I mean, what an honor, well-deserved. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that, Kristen? Well, jokingly, at the Hall of Fame, we're calling it the Year of the Woman. (laughs) Because what's really exciting, too, is we have the first inductee of the Minnesota Fishing Hall of Fame um, individual, which is Barbara Ann. I don't know if you're familiar with Barbara Ann, but she, Ann Orth, she is being inducted. So she's the first female, and we are certainly the first female-only organization entering um, the Hall of Fame. So... We are uh, really excited and just frankly, really proud of our history. You know, just thinking back to, you know, Sybil Smith and, and the group that that came together to form WAM back in 1977. I mean, they they met in a muskie tournament 
And to think about a muskie tournament and women fishing a muskie tournament in 1977, you know, women were in a very different place in society. And in fact, it was the late 90s that women stopped wearing, you know, could wear pants to work. I mean, I mean, we need to be realistic about that. And so to think in 1977 that these women were out there forging a women's fishing organization is just incredible to me. So we're really proud of that history and we're really proud to celebrate that um, at the Northwest Sports Show. We'll be inducted as the first women's fishing organization or women's organization to be inducted. So when is that and can the public attend? Yes. So there is a breakfast. Um, it is during the Northwest Sports Show. I'm not, I don't have the exact date, but the Northwest Sports Show runs Thursday through Sunday. And the breakfast is Friday morning and it's held at the Minneapolis Convention Center. And there are tickets um, that are available to the public um, where you can come and um, mingle with the, all of the legends and watch the inductions of the new uh, inductees. And that I believe is March 22nd. Um, and tickets usually go on sale probably about a month, a month and a half before the show opens. That's awesome. And so well-deserved. I mean, you think back, you know, I think how hard we work now getting the message out and everything. Can you imagine trying to communicate and get the message out 40 years ago? I mean, what do you take out a classified ad or what? I mean, that must have been a nightmare trying to get the word out. So, uh, you know, what's funny right now is you two are here stopped at my house in central Wisconsin because you're on your way to the Milwaukee Harbor to fish for brown trout. And our group, the uh, Wisconsin Women Fish, is going there next weekend with the same guide service for the same event, same place, you know, two different big groups of women. And how fun is that? You know, one of the things that I think is so cool about these groups is that we're, even though we're in different states and different, we're not the same, we work so closely together and kind of help each other become better. And, uh, you know, we've said that mantra before, we're better together and we've worked together and gotten tips. And, you know, I'm kind of proud of that fact because that doesn't really happen all the time. If you, if you look across the board with different organizations, men or women, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's not commonplace as we have made it. And not only is it commonplace with a lot of the women's groups we know, but it's really making us all just absolutely outstanding. I agree, Barb. And and I agree that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we as women, we sometimes see each other as competition. And um, it's already hard enough out there. <laughs> so I don't think that we want to be in a position of competing against each other. And I just think about our partnership, and what we've been able to bring, you know, to each other, as it relates to experiences. I, I know my members have joined your organization, because, you know, they can experience totally different experiences than they can experience at WAM, and vice versa. Your women have come over to our group, because we have experiences that you don't have, you know, such as the tournament, uh, the ice fishing tournament, and things like that. So I, I really... I really appreciate our partnership and I definitely think it's made both of our groups better and stronger. Um, there's just no, um, there is no competition there. It's just, it's simply, you know, wanting and, and celebrating each other's successes. And I, I thank you for that because it's, it is hard to find. And I, and I know we have a really good friendship. 
Yeah, that's uh, so true. You know, and that's the thing about this podcast, you know, the Women Angler and Adventure. I mean, having kind of a spot where women can come together, women's groups can come together and learn from each other because, you know, we've been, some of us have been doing this a long time and we find through trial and error, some things work and some things don't, everyone doesn't have to start new and reinvent the wheel. And these clubs are popping up all over the place. And one of the things I would recommend to our listeners, you know, that if you want to, you know, start something in your state or, you know, we're, we're listened all over the world now, I'm going to say very boldly, I don't know if it's true (laughs) or not, you know, I know we're throughout the country, but there's got to be someone uh, somewhere else out of the country. Well, I'm sure Yvonne Brown's listening. She's in Canada. So <laughs> she does a great job up there running her group. But there are leaders out there that are willing to help you. So don't think that, you know, you have to start from scratch and how you're going to do it. Um, I know myself, Barb Carey through WIWomenFish.com. Kristen Merwin and Aaron are both through uh, the Women Anglers of Minnesota, and we're going to give you their contact information. But, it, you know, if you're that person that has that idea or that burning spark that's going in you, like, I wonder if I could do that and, and get more women together to go fishing where I live, because there's nothing like that around me now. You can do that. And we will be here for you as a resource. I mean, We've learned a lot along the way and we know what works and what doesn't work. And we know, you know, how to kind of develop programs that make it not feel how terrible seventh grade was. Remember, we all hated that. I mean, nobody wants to go to this catty little competitive, I'm uh, better than you are atmosphere. And, And that does not occur. That is what's so cool about this stuff is you know, it doesn't matter if you're really good or you never fished before in your life. I mean, there's a place for everybody at the table. And uh, that is just the thing that I really appreciate about both groups. And, you know, you can't say enough about that. Yeah. And, you know, it just we were talking about right before we got on this podcast about, you know, what the what these groups have brought to our lives. And, you know, I, I can't tell you you know, like you said, you get paid in goosebumps, Barb. It's true. You know, I don't make a dime off of any of this. I'm not looking to be a professional angler. That's not my path. I just want to share um, what we have at WAM with other people and share the love of fishing. And to, to when these women come in and they tell you their stories and why they're there, you know, some members come because they just went through a divorce or a breakup, you know, with a significant other. And all of their equipment is gone or their fishing partner is gone. And, you know, they're, they've, they're coming to this group to find that. And I think what is really cool about our organizations is they'll find that. And you will find your lifelong best friends and best, deepest relationships um, in this group. It's happened for me. I know it's happened to another. And I, we see it all the time, you know, where people are planning trips and they're going off on their own with people they've met from the organization. And that's what this is about. It's about enriching your life, sharing your experiences and your knowledge, and really um, engaging and throwing yourself into something. And you'll get a thousand times back what you gave to it. Well said, well said. You know, I know that we we talk about what happens. And I think Erin had some personal stories uh, that she was sharing before we went live here or recording or whatever. But we were talking about uh, 
how some people are dependent on other people to get out fishing. And uh, she was sharing a experience about, you know, she used to be that person. And I'm just going to let you tell your own story because you told that <laughs> so good before we turned on the recorder about how you ended up being a boat owner and all that. So how, how did that all go down? Well, I found Wham about five years ago. Um, like Kristen mentioned, I had also gotten out of a relationship where I was pretty dependent on my partner um, to provide all the equipment and the knowledge and the spots and all that. So after we had parted ways, I had gone fishing with a couple other male friends. And for some reason, something was just still missing there for me. Um, yes, they were my friends and it was a safe spot, but for some reason, I felt not an equal. I felt like they knew more than me. So for me asking questions and asking for help, I felt like I was burdening them. And just from having a strong circle of uh, female friends my whole life, I I wanted that in a fishing partnership too. So the first thing I did is I took to Google the answer to all of life's questions. <laughs> and I Googled women's fishing groups in Minnesota. I knew I thought it was for sure a long shot. I didn't even know if that existed. And Women Anglers of Minnesota came up right away. And I'll never forget that moment. <laughs> I emailed Kristen. I, I I looked at their website and I saw that they had this tournament coming up. And I emailed Kristen and I told her I was really nervous to come to the tournament, but I wanted to meet some people. And I kind of just wanted to sit on the sidelines as a volunteer. I, I offered my hand in helping with the event. I have an event planning background. So I offered to just kind of be an extra hand. And between a week of going back and forth, Somehow she wrote me into fishing and being on a pontoon of five other women anglers I didn't know. And she insisted that I fish. So I caved in and it was probably the best decision that I've ever made. It's honestly just been so life-changing to come into this group and... Oh, see, this is where you can't see it, but now we're giving hugs. We're giving hugs watching the deer. But you know, this is what happens. You know, it's it's... Things, it's big things that are changing women's lives. And, you know, I just got more goosebumps. They went right into my wallet. <laughs> so that's how we get paid doing this. But Aaron, you know, ha yeah, hats off to you. Please do uh, finish. So fast forward five years later, I've totally dove headfirst into this. Um, I think I was a regular member for about a year but <laughs> uh, before I decided that I really wanted to make a change in the direction that this club was going, and I felt I had a lot to contribute. So I ran for a board position. I started in the publicity role, and um, Kristen and I just really hit it off with our friendships and our skill sets just kind of playing off each other. So um, I ran for the vice president, and now here I am as a leader for the club, and it's just been the biggest honor of my life to be able to give back and pay it forward and to give now these women an experience and friendship and knowledge that I was so graciously given and welcomed um, with open arms. Nobody ever questioned me. I made some of the best friends I've ever had. So this summer was like a big, another big uh, aha moment for me. Um, I purchased my first boat and half the reason I bought a boat, yes, I really did want that independence of being able to go fishing whenever I wanted to. Um, but I knew that I needed to get some of our women anglers in the boat with me. And if I could just inspire one or two other people to give them the confidence and the knowledge that they felt that they needed to know that they can do this too, um, that's really what it's all about for me at the end of the day. So 
Um, <laughs> it, it's just been so life-changing for me. And I think a lot of other women, I think we're over 600 members now. And I'm seeing this happen on a daily basis. I'm seeing these connections uh, being formed. I'm seeing these anglers um, get inspired and grow their their knowledge and their confidence and it makes it all worth it. Yeah. We, uh, you know, and I know I can testify firsthand how much work it is. You know, it's not like, uh, it happens by accident. It happens with intention. And so now, you know, let, let's talk about a few details. Now you got, uh, um, the website, the Facebook page, the tournament. Why don't you give people some, uh, some, websites and stuff and dates that they can go to and um, look at these specific things that are coming up and see if maybe they want to participate. So you can find us on the web at womenanglersmn.com. We also have a Facebook page. Um, Just simply search on Facebook for Women Anglers of Minnesota and you'll find our Facebook page. And we are also getting on Instagram that's an interesting thing for an old person like me to figure out. I'm still trying to figure it out, but we're also on Instagram posting all of our great photos of, um, you know, women out there fishing and man, there's a lot of them. I never run short of content. I mean, it it is, it's really cool. So those are all places that you can check us out. All of our events, um, membership information, tournament information is all on the website. Uh, we also put a lot of it, you know, on the Facebook page and, and Instagram as well, but probably the website is the best place to go. Well, one other thing that I want to mention, I want to thank you guys because uh, Women Anglers in Minnesota were a big sponsor of the Women on Ice. And, you know, I was involved in that project and, you know, having your um, nonprofit organization that uh, is able to uh, donate money, you know, and fishing rods to kids and you guys do a lot of community outreach stuff and I know you've supported me in the past some of the projects I was involved in when I went over to Hungary to fish in the world championships for Team USA and this women on ice mission and um, so having that kind of financial you know goodness to be able to share that you know is just outstanding and I just really applaud you and the organization for taking those things very seriously and really making an impact across the board for women fishing in all sorts of different venues, whether it be ice or internationally or whatever. So you guys get a big pat on the back for that. And, uh, you know, I also, you know, one of the things that I think that when you're in one of these organizations, you develop these friendships and I mean, it, you you can't, can you have too many friends? I mean, these are, you, you develop friends that you end up wanting to hang out with. And, and I will say that some of your old friends will feel snubbed because, and that's happened in our club now. We had one, one gal that her friend never saw her anymore. She's like, what, you, you know, you're never around anymore. I never see you. And she goes, well, I'm on these fishing trips. And her, so her friend joined and now her friend says, well, I get it. I know, <laughs> I know, I'm coming too. So um, that's kind of what's happening. And, you know, and, and we want kind of the women angler and adventure to kind of be a hub, you know, for that. And, and maybe people will be finding each other and we'll do our small part to spread the word about these life-changing events. And we got some big things coming up down the road too, you know, where it's all about kind of spreading the word and, uh, getting the information out there and sharing it with each other. And, 
you know, I want, I really want to thank all the people that are listening to this and figuring out how to put the podcast thing in the phone. You talk about dinosaurs, old person here. I've been running this podcast for all the, the other day I figured out, oh my God, it's playing in my car. I mean, it finally took me that long to figure that out. I ain't kidding. You know, so I told Angie, I was going to do a video about that, but I kind of forgot how already I got to go back and practice again, but it's, it's super simple. And, uh, it doesn't matter if you're young or you're old, sharing the passion for angling and adventure crosses generational lines and, and race and everything. I mean, it's just kind of, I think the world would be a totally different place if kids had to learn fishing in school, it would change the world and the earth completely. So thank you for listening to the Women Angler Adventure podcast, and we'll be back next week.